0: right hello everybody and welcome back to spin cast this is stay plugged in's podcast series with the entire intention like we've always said to wa- raise awareness and knowledge in the esports industry all things esports um, and related to it today we are joined by josh lauer he is the esports coordinator at Colorado College. Um, Josh, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us um, your little bit of background. how did you get into esports? how did you get into competitive gaming? And how did you become the esports coordinator um, at Colorado College?
1: Of course. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. I do appreciate this. You're, um, you're welcome. So I guess it kind of started in high school. Uh, Starcraft Two had gone out recently, um, and that was kind of my first jump into what competitive esports could be. Um, I found MLG uh, and Mm -hmm. just kind of followed that competitive scene. Um, I've been living in Colorado for a couple years, uh, and my dad actually had a job at Colorado College, so I had been pretty familiar with that campus. And if you know Colorado College, it's mainly known for, one, its block plan, where you just take a single course uh, every three and a half weeks, Uh, And then the second one is a lot of outdoor education. So as I was scanning for colleges, I was always like, you know, Colorado College, I could get a nice uh, discount due to having someone work there, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really fit my need to play video games or like have any sort of scene. Um, But eventually I I did manage to get in and I decided to go there, but this time with the ambition to actually just create the community there instead of trying to join it. Awesome. near the the later half of my um high school I guess yeah near the later half of high school um I got really into Super Smash Brothers um and Super Smash for the Wii U had just gone out and you have the capability to play with eight players so that was like my goal was like uh, when I leave college what I want to do is at least establish some sort of gaming community where there was none Uh, And Mm -hmm. so I would just take my Wii U with eight controllers around to various freshman dorm rooms and set it up and have people join that way. Um, And then halfway through my junior year, um, we basically announced uh, eSports as a thing on CC's campus. uh, And I was approached to be one of the co-founders of the whole program. Uh, And since then, I basically uh, helped organize all of our teams, organize our student workers, um, and now just organize the program in general.
0: Awesome. That's an incredible story. Um, That's something that is very relevant to the esports community is it's, you know, as a community, we are new, right? We've been around for a little while, but a lot of the stuff where it's developing now, it is new, it's uncharted territory. And having that ambition to go out and achieve yourself, that's incredible to say the least. So um, I guess as a first question, where, so say I'm a high school student, right? And I'm looking at potential universities for, um, you know, pursuing my passions in gaming and esports alike. What does Colorado College specifically do? Um, what games are you guys invested in? What game? You know, what kind of tournaments do you put on? Like, what, what's your um, just approach to the scene is in a general?
1: So we are a small school of about 21, 2200 students. So when we initially started our esports program, we were definitely looking at the most popular games. So the two games that we definitely have the most support on are League of Legends and Overwatch. Mm -hmm. Um, with Smash now being the third like official team. Uh, Granted, if we have enough student dedication, obviously, and we have a big enough team and someone wants to captain it, we will add on other teams. So we have a Rocket League team, Fortnite team, CSGO team, but they're all like Uh, Mm student-led. I guess one thing to preface is when I say officially sponsored, um, Colorado College employs student workers that maybe aren't the most competitive people, but have really great managerial skills and Mm want to be in the esports community. So we'll set them up as managers and they'll basically head our main team. So we have a manager for Overwatch that looks for coaches, schedules scrims, makes sure people are on time and then communicates directly to me to kind of give me an idea of what's going on on their team. And they're very pivotal to our teams in general. But if you have a student that's dedicated enough and wants to captain another team, uh, we for sure promote that and try and give them as many resources as possible. Because if you didn't know, we do have a lab for our teams to compete in or practice in. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, if a captain wants to start a team, the big thing that I'm looking for is uh, if you reserve time, practice time in the lab, that you're diligent with that, that you come in on time, and that you're well-coordinated. while in your practices and if i see that then of course i'm going to lend you as many resources as possible
0: exactly and i think um, none of us in the community ever want to hinder someone that had that dedication and ambition that you're talking about right there and that's awesome that's a great way Um, to help foster that community sense um, within your your college and grow the program. You know, that's all respect to you, because that's fantastic. Um, So you did talk about these, uh, like the support staff, right? These team managers, team captains. Speak to the importance of that, because I think um, in esports especially, there are issues within teams that, because of the platform of esports, right? It's a virtual world. There's definitely issues of team building and people sticking around to stay on the same team rather than just click away and go find a new team. So how does, what's the importance of the support staff in your program? And how does that help, you know, combine and unite the teams underneath them?
1: Um, I mean, first of all, I think it just gives a middle person. Uh, If there's like a debate between team members, there's always someone there that doesn't have necessarily any bias because they're not the ones in the game. They're fully managerial. They're supposed to be the kind of the decider of what's going on. The captain might have an idea of what they want to do in game, but outside of game, the manager is the one that has the final say. Um, So it's very important that this manager, um, kind of knows a lot of good interpersonal skills and is able to solve those problems that maybe one player has with another. And obviously we have had those problems where mm-hmm. you know, maybe one person is like, I, I can't believe this person made this call. Um, and it's very, like it's frustrating me and they go to the manager and the manager is like, okay, well, instead of just rattling to me, I'm gonna sit you both down and we're gonna get through this. So then you're not just, you know, for one, the, the experience isn't ruined for you. And two, the experience isn't ruined for anyone else. Um, So having those manager roles and having those interpersonal, uh, I guess, mediators are extremely important uh, Mm -hmm. in teams.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, you bring up a number of good points there, especially with those relationships outside of the game, right? I think esports, especially the players right now, because of the lack of direction, especially at a younger Mm -hmm. age in that middle to high school range, a lot of it is you're on your own to pursue Mm -hmm. your passions. And I think, you know, some negative habits can definitely develop out of that. And people don't step back and look outside of the game, especially outside with their team when they're not playing in competition, right? Okay. How can we foster those relationships in the team um, outside of the game to better the team as an entity, right? And in an entire um, approach, so to say. Oh yeah. Um, Like the
1: manager role I think is super important Mm -hmm. with that because they do bring the players outside of the game. So, I mean, a lot of the time uh, people are still playing mainly online. And so it's really easy to just leave a call or something like that. Uh, and the manager, you know, their job is to bring out more events where it's not just I'm going to sit down my headphones and walk away and that's it. Um, now, granted, we are in a state of everything is online, but, uh, you know, we do have a computer lab and these players do practice in person. And so our managers, they they see that and they want it to just be more than an online experience they want to, you know, host parties or watch events, and those are still things that you can do online. And so it is up to our managers to make sure that, you know, our team is not only uh, synergizing in in game, but also working well as a team or getting to know each other as a group outside of it. Uh, the two go like one to one.
0: Exactly, and I think that that's an important distinction. I think this is a great topic of work-life balance right where you especially in a competitive gaming and in an esports mindset that is work that is very hard work you dedicate mm-hmm. a lot of your time to practice vod review uh, mechanical skill training and of course in-game competition um when all that builds up you also have to have the life part of outside of it right although this is your passion and it is something that you absolutely love to do and it's probably the thing you love to do more than anything else you also still need to step back and say, okay, what else can I do to rest my mind, to rest my body, so I am not only well-rested for the next match, but also well-prepared, and you're not mentally drained, you're not mentally exhausted. So, you know, you spoke to a little bit of how do you balance that work-life balance with your students at Colorado College? What important aspects do you look for in making sure they maintain that healthy lifestyle?
1: Um, Yeah, Colorado College has taken a lot of time to try and figure out the the right balance because burnout is a real thing uh, and we don't want our players to get burnt out because they're practicing too often or they're playing too much so we we definitely took the time to try and figure out when do we want an off season and when do we want to be full go mm-hmm. uh, and so you know during the fall um, especially because of our unique uh, system when it comes to classes uh, it can be a heavy load for first years coming in. So, mm-hmm. one of our biggest things is to um, have opportunities one, to just get to know the players, and two, have time to, um, I don't know, figure out who should be on the team, who shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, our fall, basically, the fall term is just like getting to know everyone. Practice times are pretty lenient. Uh, and we're, we're trying to just get our students well acquainted with the school before we try and go, um, you know, heavy into practice in the spring. But a lot of the time, um, my office is in our, in our labs. So I will be paying attention to how often students come in and how long they're spending on the computers, uh, to try and mediate at least a little bit of that practice. Because, you know, you, you get in, you're out of school, you're in esports now and Mm -hmm. you want to do your best. Uh, but that is one of the bigger causes of burnout is exactly you know you're 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 getting too excited and there's no one to tell you to stop so like one of my jobs is to tell that person hey slow down make sure that you're doing well in your classes make sure Mm -hmm. that you're you're getting well acquainted with the campus this will still be here for you um but i want you to explore other avenues before you know sitting down and fully investing which is what the spring is
0: for Exactly. And I think, you know, I've done some of my personal resports with that eSports focus of burnout and it really does the research does say and um, prove that having that balanced lifestyle will actually improve your in game um, performance. And I always say quality over quantity, right? First and foremost, have quality practice, right? When you sit down to have a practice session with your team or individually, if you're working on mechanical skills or just your individual gameplay, set goals for yourself, right? Have nightly goals, have weekly goals for yourself and for your team and make sure that that quality is being reached before quantity, right? Don't focus so much on X amount of hours, X amount of goals, right? X amount of achievements and you're gonna see a lot better performance in the long run. You're gonna win more competitions going that way. Um, I know you have touched on kind of a different note, you have touched a lot on this um, computer lab. So is this in like a dedicated esports lab? Speak to it, you know, Explain I know there's a number of these popping up across across the country. What is yours offer? What do you guys use it primarily for?
1: Um So we actually now have uh, two labs. They're basically just two computer labs that weren't being used a ton, or maybe one lab was just moved to a new location. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we were granted the opportunity to refurbish those with uh, better computers um, and also uh, change basically the office that was in one of them into a small broadcasting station. So we basically, uh, we have two labs that are joined by a single door. Uh, So I like to name one of them, the varsity space and the other one, the event space. And Mm -hmm. the varsity space is for our varsity players, the ones that are on teams that want to practice, that want to play competitive. Um, So this is only open to them. Basically, you can swipe in 24-7 so long as I've given you access and you are on a team. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, So it's it's really cool. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of schools. A lot of the time they need to have someone there for students to be able to operate in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is definitely a perk. If you're on one of our teams is that you can swipe into the building and you can swipe in uh, basically whenever uh, if you want to get matches in Uh, and the other the other space is called the event space um, which is more uh, geared towards community engagement so any student can come down there that's interested in esports or just interested in gaming uh, run through some lab policies with me and then get 24-hour card access to that lab Mm -hmm. Um, and that lab uh, I guess the varsity space Is decked out with 12 computers and a broadcast booth uh, which is uh, we try to broadcast um, our varsity games as much as possible and this also allows us to have 6v6 or 5v5 matches depending on which game we're playing
0: Awesome, Um, awesome
1: and then the event space is more geared towards general gameplay so we have a table in there for tabletop gaming we have three Nintendo switches which our Super Smash Brothers team use and then we have six computers for general play Uh, And then we also have like a couch area. So if you're trying to host a viewing party, you definitely can. Or if you're just trying to play some casual Rocket League, we have a PS4 set up. For one of the yeah. TVs as well.
0: Awesome! That sounds like heaven or paradise for <laughs> the gamer. I, I want to go check that out. How far is Colorado from Charlotte? Uh, I'll be there in maybe two days. <laughs> yeah, it's a simple um, drive, really. Yeah. Exactly. No one's on the road right now. You've yeah, you've really. Time. There's no traffic. <laughs> Airplanes kind of out of the question, but yeah. Um, but no traffic, so that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is um. It's good that you make that distinction in the two spaces, where so I think sometimes people look at gaming as all-encompassing. Well, then mm-hmm. the way I kind of look at it is, you have gaming and esports, right? And a good analogy that was said in another podcast um, was that gaming is like pickup basketball, right? You're playing with your friends; you really are just playing for fun. While esports is like the NBA finals, right? It has production, it has a structure, it has that high-quality talent, um, and it has that common goal of I'm practicing a lot, I'm dedicating a lot of my hard work to winning these competitions. Um, and having two different spaces where students can, you know, really elect to go one way or the other, right? If they're gonna have to be in the varsity, if they have that dedication and ambition, here you have this awesome space, you have these, all these great resources to pursue those opportunities. While if you wanna game, have fun, explore what gaming has to offer, um, you also have a space for that. Um, and that, that's that's just incredible. So, you know, as a collegiate, esports coordinator, I think some things that are overlooked, um, in the sense of the skills that people gain, um, gaming or playing esports competitively, right. I think you have a unique perspective on this since you oversee all of it, right. There are Mm -hmm. so many soft skills, you know, team building communications, you know, practice routines, dedication, ambition, all of that, that are easily translatable into the workforce, into a collegiate course, into your coursework, into any other um, perspective of your life um, so speak to that what um, skills do you see particularly or you help your students foster uh, or grow so they can use them in other aspects or other paths in their life
1: um, I think right off the bat that the two biggest ones are definitely communication and time management uh, and either joining the team or being able to uh, I guess Colorado College has a unique opportunity to hire student workers for esports. As I mentioned, we have managers, but we also have people that lead broadcast, and we have other people that lead what we call one-on-one programs. So we'll reserve a time where people who are maybe interested in a game or just want to get better can then team up with one of our uh, varsity players, and they'll watch over VODs or play games with them and like teach them a lot of stuff, and we'll, we'll, we'll pay that person so long as they're setting up. Uh, Kind of lesson plans or being an available resource and communicating well. Um, So at Colorado College you do have a lot more opportunities outside of just joining a team to make it in esports our managers are definitely looking at jobs now and they have one to two years of experience that they can Mm -hmm. put on their resume. But exactly. getting back to your original point, I think communication is the biggest one. Obviously, uh, talking to your team in game is very valuable, and talking to your team outside of game is extremely valuable. If you're running late on a test or if you can't make it, communi- communicating that to your team ahead of time will will be super. Yeah, it it will it will be you know wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Or you know communicating uh, even if you do. Let's say, like in Overwatch or CS:GO, uh, it's very easy when you die to get frustrated and not say anything. But uh, to be level-headed and to call out where you died or maybe where this one other person is is extremely valuable. And you can translate that to, to work. You know, you might be frustrated that you're you're maybe not making a deadline or you're struggling with something. Being able to ask questions and being able to communicate with your coworkers is something that's Super duper valuable. Um, yep. You know, I am a recent graduate. Uh, this is my first year in a full-time position, and talking with my supervisor and always being communicating, uh, always communicating with him is one of the one of the best skills that he says uh, I have. And it's mm-hmm. just because I've been on teams. It's because I'm doing this for a long time. I've developed communication skills, and I'm not afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. the, another another big one. I'm sorry. Uh, no, is good. time you're management. Good. Yep. again you know you want to make those practices on time you want to be on time for scrims uh, it builds a great reputation because mm-hmm. i know uh we've we've sat there waiting 30 minutes for another team to show up and it's frustrating mm-hmm. and we don't want to play with them or scram them the next time if we can find someone who's going to be more punctual mm-hmm. and again same thing goes with work if you can make it to work five minutes early if you can get those deadlines done if you can get you know, whatever review or whatever um, assignment that your boss gives you done early on time or just communicate uh, when it's going to be done, that those are extremely valuable. And those are things that you can pick up, whether you're on an esports team, or, you know, possibly working in esports.
0: Exactly. And I think those skills are, you know, two of the most relevant skills in the modern world that if you are even just proficient with those two skills, you're going to see success in whatever you pursue. Right. And I always like to make this analogy when you look at competitive esports, you know, typically teams are five or six players um, for most of the games, especially five players. Where else in the world can you have a three minute timer with all with a common goal, facing an opponent with the common goal in that exact same setting. And you have to communicate with your four teammates in real time under high stress with an immense amount of knowledge. I mean, look at Rainbow Six Siege or CSGO or League of Legends or Overwatch, right? There are so many operators, heroes, characters, all of their abilities, all of their utility. You have to be masters of that knowledge and be be able not only to be able to recite it but also be able to apply it problem solve find solutions all within three minutes with four other people in real time and something you can't predict right so there's really nowhere else in the world you can really see that except at like high-end military operations and we all know those guys their communication skills and time management are on point um so i always like to make that analogy to show that this is exceptionally unique, and, you know, if you can work to enhance those skills, you will be successful in whatever you pursue. So I think we've got time for one more question. I would say, what's your best advice for high school students in particular looking to bring their skills to the next level, right? Say, you know, the high school student that doesn't have a team, doesn't have a program at their high school because there just really isn't much structure there right now. What do you say to them to help them foster their skills to the next level?
1: I think it just needs to come down to what you want. Um, Obviously, I kind of had assessed my skills in high school that I was an above average player, but there was no way that I was gonna make it onto a team. So it was more like when I'm heading into college, what do I want? And at first it was like, oh, I just wanna be a part of a gaming community. So I was looking at bigger schools in Colorado, like Boulder or UCCS, that already had an established community. And I visited those colleges and it wasn't necessarily giving me what I wanted. And for me, it was more like, okay, I actually just want to lead a community, not just join it. So I looked to CC where there was nothing, and I wanted to start something there. Um, and whether you're you know, aiming to be a professional player, you're going to be looking for those colleges that provide full ride and be like, what do I need to get there? There are a lot of colleges that can provide full ride scholarships for those players that are aiming to start at least at a professional collegiate level and then make it to those more professional levels. Unfortunately, Colorado College doesn't have those high-end scholarships that we can offer, but again, we do have opportunities for people who come here to still make it to that level or at least make it to a level of high-end competition.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, a great response there is, you know, Find what you want and pursue it, right? Do you want to be part of a top, elite, best in the world collegiate team? Look for those opportunities. Do you want to have the opportunity to become a leader like yourself, Josh, to develop and really grow a program from its roots up um, and see it come to fruition? Decide what you want and then use that dedication and ambition and accomplish your goals. Um, So I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Josh. Real quick, tell us where to find yourself, where to find your program and your college on social media. Anything you want to plug, go ahead.
1: Sure. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Colorado College Esports. Um, You can also find a link to our Discord channel. If you go to coloradocollege.edu and just search esports, our homepage will have an invite to our Discord page. So if you are interested in talking to me, getting to know our community, feel free to look us up uh, and join our server.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think the that's one beautiful thing about the esports community. It's always open. We're always looking to help anybody that wants our help. We'll sit down. We'll take time out of our day and help you and whatever. So everyone, thanks for watching. Um, everyone in these uncertain times, please stay healthy, stay happy, take care of yourself, um, making sure that you know you just stay healthy, stay happy, and ultimately stay plugged into everything esports related. We got a lot of interesting and great stuff coming for everybody. So stay plugged in.